You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Pete Alonzo does not project to be a player that you want to invest in long term. What you don't want to do is being investing long term in a guy who's slow, who's a bad defender, who really doesn't give you anything outside of power. That's not a player who generally projects to age well. Given the type of player he is and the type of deal he should be looking for in the Met, almost certainly have to give him but if he is they should be getting on that sooner rather than later now back to the gordon damer show on 98.7 espn during the break uh i have uh, learned some very disturbing information about harvey cruz and it seems like a running theme that when i learn things about harvey cruz one of our producers here on the show it just becomes more and more troublesome we were talking about jersey numbers Harvey, make this clear. I just want to make sure I understand this. You are someone who uh, has jerseys of your favorite teams with your name on the back. Is this correct? Yeah. Now, it works both ways. My mom got me a Victor Cruz 80 jersey for the Okay. That, well, that works. That's fine. That I can't help with. Oh, absolutely. Per- absolutely. Perfectly acceptable. His name is your name, too. Uh, so that works. But uh, this is not always the case. I have a Red Bulls 95, my birth year, number 95 Cruz jersey on the back. Now, is there anybody on the Red Bulls who is the name? has the last name of Cruz? No. So you're just wearing your own name on the back? Yeah, with the 95. Now, my ba- my sister actually gifted me a Giants t-shirt, mm-hmm. 95 Cruz as well, as a gift. No, that, you have to return that. I can't help it. You I, can't. You can't what do you no, mean? You have to ask for the gift receipt. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't be walking around with jerseys with your own name on it. You're not late. on the team. That's silly. That's absolutely silly. I knew a guy once, his parents got him like an, an authentic NFL jersey and got it with the number one. And his, it, was not, it was not even just his last name. It was his first name on the back. Like he was like the mayor or something. <laughs> the team had gifted it to him. Now let me ask you. you have, no, you have to return that. You, can't, right. you, you cannot keep that. Okay, let me ask you because I see a – in the studio here, there's a bunch of jerseys with, like, you know, Rothenberg on the back and right. whoever, you know, mm-hmm. Rosenberg on the back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Should they return those as well? Well, they're they're displayed. It's a display piece. That's fine. Yeah, you 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 have it as you can't go to the game with it with it on the back. You got to get a guy that's on the team. You're not on the team. I don't think. I don't know, Matt. I don't know much about the Red Bulls, but I'm fairly confident you're not on the team. Very confident. <laughs> Almost, you could lock that one up for sure. But now, no, I mean, this is not as troublesome information as you not having Easy Pass. Well, I think we just uh, that's I do technically have Easy Pass. Technically have it. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm good there. Look, I'm just trying to get into your good graces, and all of a sudden I'm I'm just like falling by the wayside now. Yeah, it does seem that way. It does seem that way. You're a hard man to uh. Oh no, no, I'm not a hard man. To yeah, sure. I'll be honest with you. If I ever have the chance to take part in like the hiring process of anybody. May my I don't know if it's my first question. It would certainly be my last question if the answer is wrong. Do you have Easy Pass? And if the person said no, I would not hire that person. Just right, just on that mere fact alone, that tells that that tells me there's red flags. I can. I, I don't need to get into every single one of them. That fact, you're willing to just sit in line to pay with cash. That doesn't. 
I can't do it. I can kind of understand it from your side of view as like the interviewer because mm-hmm. punctuality does matter. I'm a very punctual person. Mm-hmm. That I'm cool with. I'm very early. You couldn't beat Joe to the studio today, even though Joe's at like maybe 25% after the weekend that he's had already. But you're a very punctual person, you say. Yeah, I got on here before the show started. <laughs> okay. That well, works, I, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. You don't get congratulated for things you're supposed to do, right? No, but look, we're just pointing it out, you know? All right. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's see here. Oh, well, we got uh, Richards in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend? Gordon, last night I watched a little of the Giant game. I thought it was intriguing. The kid from uh, Bosco, Don Bosco Prep, uh, uh-huh. hit his uh, former teammate at the high school on a nice completion. That was nice to watch. But I'll tell you what, I'm really compelled watching the women's soccer. You know, Gordon, I get up every morning anyway early, about 4 o'clock, and I started about two weeks ago after the Mets gave up. And after the Mets gave up, uh, you know, I'm not going to follow. And the Yankees, after Boone says that outside of the 18 strikeouts we we had, I can't watch anymore until (laughs) I see something better. But I am so enthralled with this women's soccer. Uh It's unbelievable. Have you watched any of it? No, not a second. Oh, let me tell you what I saw today. And it's not, it's not a women's soccer issue. It's a general soccer. It could be uh, puppies oh. playing soccer. I'm not watching it. But the competitiveness, the way the girls, it's great. And the storylines. Now, today, uh, in the uh, uh, Australia played uh, France. Mm-hmm. So it went into overtime, and then mm-hmm. nobody scored. So they do this thing called pen- penalty kicks. Uh-huh. Well, they had the most rounds ever. Men or women, 10 rounds. You <laughs> You're not imagine? doing a good job of selling this here, Rich. Oh, let me Nobody tell you can score. The and thing's as big as a house. Fun. Nobody can put it in the net. Go well, ahead. No, I'm they sure. did. Some oh, did and some right. didn't. Yeah. So here's what happened. Uh, Australia had a chance to win it, and the person who's taking the shot now is the goaltender. And I found out later on, a couple hours after, I was speaking to a friend of mine who knows soccer. He says that would never happen in the men's game. A men's soccer team in a penalty kick would never have their goaltender kick. Well, here's what happened. She missed. So that means it continues, but she's got to go in nets now. So can you imagine you missed the chance to win for your country, and now you got to go back and, and, and defend? Well, it turned out that she did stop. And Australia won. The country is going wild because they were big underdogs. Uh, It's been great. Uh, The other night I watched uh, in the morning, Spain, Mm -hmm. a 19-year-old kid, Pariolulo, Uh she puts a move on the girl to free herself for the shot better than Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, or Steph Curry. You know the ankle breakers they call? Well, this wasn't an ankle breaker because they're on grass. So you really can't break ankles on somebody with the grass. It was such a move to free yourself. I'm telling you, Gordon, it's compelling. It reminds me, it takes me back to my kid days 20, 45 years ago. I was 22, 23 years old watching the Cosmos. That's how much it's been to you me. You love the Cosmos. You, you've yeah. mentioned the well, Cosmos that, many times. That got me into soccer like, yeah. you know, and all New Yorkers. I mean, the Cosmos. Yeah, there was a just, sensation there for a while. Yeah, no question. Well, for a period, about three yeah. or four years, when Pele came in 75 mm-hmm. to around 79, they were just as big as the New York Yankees, just as big sellouts and the following, and they were rock stars. But anyway, that, but that, for me, this World Cup, the Women's World Cup, has, and the coverage by Fox, mm-hmm. and if it's not on Fox, I put it on the channel station, Channel 47. And, I, you know, it's the same thing. It's great. All coverage right. is great. 
soccer, the analysts are great. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't pull any punches. They tell you exactly well, what that's it nice. is. I, I, I like that aspect of it, Richard. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. There's no – oh, it's great. Okay. I, I all right, mean, we got it. All right, Richard, thank you very much for the phone call. Look, if you enjoy it, that's great. That's all that matters. I just want to clear up something because yeah. I see my – well, whatever. I'm, not, I'm the soccer guy in the station here. Yeah, uh, his fault. Uh-huh. No, uh, his friend is wrong. Uh, okay. Goalkeepers in the men's game can take penalties. They can, but do they? They do. If that you, happens. So here's what happens. Before uh-huh. the penalty shootout, the managers pick out their five best takers, whoever they are. Uh-huh. And so they go in order, and, and goalkeepers are part of it. Yeah, I don't think that Richard was doing as good a job of selling it as he thought Look, about I don't, it by saying that they play the entire – nobody scored. Uh, yeah, that's not really what I'm, – I'm not looking for – I'm looking for scoring. And it's, it's always baffled me as a soccer novice that we have hockey, which I'm not a huge fan of either – but you have a hockey goal, which is not that big. And teams are scoring. And they're on ice. They're skating around. They're scoring at will. Soccer, they got the thing as big as a house. Nobody, nobody can put it in the – it's very frustrating. That just tells you how great the defending is and goalkeeping no, is in soccer. No, it's not. The, oh, a lot me. of the time, the goaltender is a rumor. He's a witness. There's nothing he can do. But that's because the, the, the four defenders and five defenders in front of him are pretty good. You do got to block your way to the goal as well, man. I know. It just, it's just it's too much. I'm, I'm not. I'm good. Look, I'm off for the soccer talk and off for the promotion of soccer. Right. I'm not going to get to fill in for Dan Grassa again. They're going to no. reevaluate this, and all of a sudden you're going to have Ty Butler 9 to noon. And no. maybe you like that. Maybe you want that. You well, Ty, don't, both don't have easy pass. You can both talk about uh, not having easy pass, how you like standing in the line. I do have easy pass on a technicality. But still, like, I'm all for it as long as it's mm-hmm. not you know, Fox promoting. That's not a good Way to go about it. Telemundo's way better. Okay. All right. So, all right. I do appreciate it, though. I appreciate it. But men's goalkeepers can't can take I get penalties. back to doing the show on the radio? Of course. My right. apologies. Mitch is in East Windsor. Mitch, you're next up on the Gordon Danner Show. How's it going, Gordon? Thanks I'm for taking good, my Mitch. call, bro. Yeah, I won't give any shocker, but uh, I guess you can play tasks for the Pac 12. Um, this is the last year, and I know USC is going to be in the Final Four, and Caleb. Caleb Williams is going to win that Heisman. Uh, no, that's, it's that's, like, the, that's the expectation. It's not actually going out of business. This is be playing in different conferences. They can still, and maybe I actually get to see because I have the ACC and the Big Ten on my uh, Verizon Fires network. And it's amazing. Hey, it's, look, it's like, at some point, they just have to make it so that it's like it's just like the NFL. Uh, that they can have each uh, each conference is is like is each division in the NFL. Just the, it's we all know it's minor league football. So just make it as much like the NFL as possible. And at this point, they and, shouldn't and even I, allow guys to pick their own teams. They should have a draft in college football. And you, and you just get drafted. You want to play in the NFL? This is what it's like. So the, any move that happens in college football that makes it more like the NFL, I'm all for. Yeah, make it like a, have a salary cap. Instead exactly. Of portal, exactly. Interesting yeah. Stuff. But it's like TWA East Airlines. They were the biggest airlines, too. And they're not, they don't exist anymore, but we still have planes taking people from point A to point B. Anyway, you guys say the Giants are going to have a very good offense. I like the the tight end. Uh, I forgot his name already. I like the uh, high end, the draft choice. They say Daniel Jones is a $40 million man, so I guess he's good. And he got one of the best running backs. But I still say the Chargers should go after Cook. They need him more than the Jets do. Who the the Chargers go after Cook? I'm sorry? Who would you say we're going to go after Cook? The Chargers? I think the Chargers need Cook more than the Jets. And they got a, a curse. They, they have a bigger curse. Chargers have a bigger curse than the Jets. I mean, thank God for Joe Namath. 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, and Mitch, thanks for the phone call. I, I don't know about uh, Cook there. They have Eckler. They have a couple other backs there. And and with bringing in Kellen Moore, you would think that they're going to have a, a greater focus on the passing game and kind of unleashing Justin Herbert and getting him to the next level in that offense, uh, not just in terms of raw numbers, but you'd figure in terms of the pace of, of their offense is now going to be taking a step forward. I don't know necessarily that uh, Dalvin Cook is going to be the case, but if that does turn out to be the case, fine. Just tell me when he signed the contract. I don't need any more updates on the visits that Dalvin Cook is going to have. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, talk more football with you. Only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Men's goalkeepers can't Can take I get penalties. back to doing the show on the radio? Of course. My right, apologies. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, people. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And it's funny, we did the, the no-hitter contest, and the, uh, the contestant today decided to pick the Yankees. So in the break, I said, you know, I'm not really sure who is starting for the Yankees today. And I went to the old ESPN.com, and they still had it as undecided, which if you have to pick between the, the Mets and the Yankees at this point, not that you feel good about uh, either of them, um, but um, I guess you'd have to go with the, the Mets are playing the Braves. I don't see the Braves getting no hit. But we now have uh, who is uh, starting for the Yankees. It's uh, Michael King out of the bullpen. He's going to be the opener today. So the Yankees, who are in it to win it, I think that – remember that's the, the story about Billy Martin picking the lineup up out of the hat? I think that that's now how the Yankees go about uh, picking who's starting the games. They, they, they just pick it out of the hat. Who, who's going to that? Maybe that's a way we can get uh, Clay Holmes involved. He finally got a chance to pitch last night, and I would not be surprised if the, the Marlins starter last night, uh, Lozardo, I, I would not be shocked if after that performance yesterday, it turns out he goes on the IL. That's how shocking the Yankee offensive performance was yesterday. And I should tell you that uh, it's time for MLB round trippers and it's uh, driven by Coach USA. So I, there's not many positives surrounding the Yankees these days. But at least yesterday, you got to see Aaron Judge be Aaron Judge. And uh, was it ever? 464-foot home run in the series opener. So that's certainly good news there. It's his 22nd home run on the season. He uh, has not exactly come back. and sa- There's been so many false starts in this Yankee season where you thought, all right, maybe this could save him. Maybe that could save him. The big one was, could Judge come back and basically lift the team like he has here at times over the last year and a half? Last year, the reason it's pretty clear at this point why the Yankees were able to have the season they had last year is because Judge had this historical season. No other way to put it. And it was able to cover up a lot of the other warts of the team. This year... It was, it was the warts were bigger because they didn't do anything to improve the warts. They didn't go to the, the CVS and get some wart remedy. But um, Judge could at times still kind of lift them up and carry them in a way where he came back from the IL earlier in the year and he was hitting home runs every other day. So uh, that, that, that kind of covers up a lot of the warts on the team. And then he went away again after the, the, the toe injury and uh, we were waiting for him to come back. Could he come back and save the season? And it's pretty clear that that, that the answer is no. But still, good to see him looking like Aaron Judge because at this point of the Yankee season, it's not about this point of the Yankee season. At this point of the Yankee season, it's about what comes next, what comes in the offseason, and what comes next year. And I would think that one of the major concerns, if you're going to have anything close to a competitive team next year, 
It's all about having Aaron Judge be 100% next year and ready to go. And it feels like a lot of guys are in that column. A lot of guys are in that category. Because this year is lost. That much we can see if you've been paying attention. So for Carlos Rodon, let's get healthy and, and hopefully you'll be healthy next year and a whole lot better. At this point, Nestor Cortez, let's get healthy and be healthy and be ready to go for next season. And Aaron Judge at this point, I would think if it gets much worse than this in the next week or so with the schedule the Yankees have, uh, I I could see a scenario where they say, you know what, let's get Aaron Judge healthy. Year one of a nine-year contract for a guy who's hurt a lot, let's get him healthy and ready to go for next year. And that is MLB Round Trippers driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of the Gordon Damer Show, only on 98.7 FM ESPN. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. little business here. Uh, congratulations to Carmela from Eatontown, New Jersey. She is the uh, winner of the Jets VIP tickets to uh, training camp. And we have the Jets coming up a little later today. Jets and uh, the Panthers at 3 o'clock. Our pregame gets underway then as uh, Jets get their second preseason game underway. We'll see uh, what uh, takeaways there are from this one after the, uh, the first one, the Hall of Fame game against the Cleveland Browns. I also should tell you, it's right now, this very moment, time for a leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittick. And it is round three of the St. Jude Classic. Oh, no, excuse me, the St. Jude Championship in Memphis. And uh, you're going to not believe this, but Lucas Glover continues to lead. Now, it's mainly because he has not teed off on the day. He doesn't tee off for about another hour or so. But he leads at 10 under, and then there's Jordan Spieth one shot back at 9 under par. And that's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittick. Single malt scotch whiskey, the most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted. Enjoy responsibly Glenfiddich single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023, imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. Now, I mentioned earlier about uh, some NFL stuff, and as we get closer, you start looking. You know what the real offshoot for me of the Yankees' awful season is? And it's football-related. I find myself, I can't just sit now because of all the devices and everything that go in. I can't just sit and watch baseball when it's bad baseball. And the Yankees, the, the, on a pretty consistent basis, it's bad baseball. And it's boring baseball. So like Judge hitting the home run last night, it was like, oh my God, that can still happen. I, you almost forget that there can actually be excitement during a game. And the Yankees did win the game, although I don't know how exciting that is at this point of the season. But the real offshoot for me is I can't help myself. I am in already so many of these ESPN fantasy leagues. I'm just joining randos on the Internet, and I just have to run drafts constantly. Let me run another draft. Let me run a mock draft. Let me join another league. I, will, I don't know what the maximum amount of leagues you can join on ESPN.com. It might be 25. By the, by the end of the Yankee season, by the start of the NFL season, I'm pretty sure I will have ownership of every single NFL player in one of the leagues that I'm in. I will have the entire NFL in some shape, form, whatever. 
That's the offshoot of the Yankee season. Because you can't just sit there. What else are you going to do? Get to turn on the Met game? No, don't be ridiculous. Despite the, the pleas of, of Richard in Manhattan, I'm not turning on the, 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 the women's soccer either. I, I'm, I'm looking for something to do. So you go on Twitter. You can only do that for so long. Got to do something with my hands. I got to get busy. So, yeah, that's, that's been the offshoot of the Yankee season. I just, the iPad just starts calling me from the side. Ah, just eh, come on here and, and look at, 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 what is it, X now. Look at X for a few more times. And then join another fantasy league with a bunch of random strangers you'll never meet. That's what I've been doing during the Yankee games. Because what else is there to do? But in terms of the betting stuff, which is also something that I have been dabbling in, the first one I gave you this year uh, that I am all over, Jets over nine and a half. Again, the algorithm predicts the Jets to have 15 wins. That might be a tad high, you might say. But over nine and a half, that has to that has to hit. They have to win 10 games this year. That has to be the goal this year. I think the goals are way higher than that. But if you're not getting to that, if you're not getting to 10 wins, 10 wins in 17 games, that tells you that the season has almost assuredly gone sideways. And almost assuredly, there will have to be some major changes after this season is over. Now, last year, the first bet I gave you during the, the, the regular afternoon show was, oh, I think the Jets, what were they, five and a half last year? Five and a half last year. And that was the first of all the over-unders last year. I'm pretty sure that was the first bet to hit, was the Jets over five and a half. Now, they didn't get over it by much, but they did get over it. And then betting, that's all that matters. So my first bet that I really like this year, Jets over nine and a half. The second bet, I think I've, I've narrowed it, and it's not going to come as much as a surprise because much like how I've been touting the Jets the last couple of years in terms of the betting, the Dolphins over nine and a half, to me, that one is one that I'm hitting the under on. We talked earlier about teams that ha- you shouldn't be looking at the strength of teams. You should be looking at the weakness of teams. And the Dolphins have a fundamental flaw, and it comes at their quarterback position. There's no team, I would say right now, going into the season where the quarterback position is hinging uh, more on uh, really a wish, a hope, a prayer than the Dolphins with Tua and his health. And if you lose your starting quarterback in this league, almost certainly you're not you're not going to reach the goals that you're, you're hoping to reach. And the Dolphins have very high goals. This is supposed they, – they are an organization – that was tired of going 8-8, eight and eight. so they tore the whole thing down. They kind of tanked for a little while, rebuilt it back up, only to basically get back to the exact same – I mean, they had an extra game, so they went 9-8, and eight, and that extra game last year, you remember it, was that Jet game, which was, whew, that set the, set the sport back a few years. That was so ugly. But they did win nine games. They did get into the playoffs, and now people expect, well, they won nine games last year. Their offense, when Tua was healthy, was this. It was not just when he was healthy. The league figured him and that offense out. Remember that Chargers game on the Sunday night where all of a sudden the Chargers said, you know what, we're not going to allow you to have your your receivers run free and do all the the, the different stuff RPO-wise that you usually do. So we're going to jam the the receivers at the line and we're going to attack you that way. And Tua, I'm pretty sure, completed 10 passes in the entire game. If you remember that game... That was, up until that point, there were people whispering about how Tua should be in the conversation for MVP. 
after that game, nobody had that conversation anymore. Anybody who was having that conversation, which was silly to begin with, they stopped having that conversation. They did not, they forgot that they had that conversation. So that was part of it. And look, the only way you can really beat that is to have, to extend the play and, and hopefully get your, your receivers to beat people downfield. Tua doesn't have the arm to do that. He's a, he's a system quarterback, and that system for a short while last year worked. And, there are, and they have issues along the offensive line, much like the Jets have issues along the offensive line. So the two bets that I'm on so far this year, Jets over 9.5, Dolphins under 9.5. Now, the third one that I'm looking at right now, I'm not, I'm, we've run it through the algorithm a couple of times. Uh, I'm not going full bore, but I am certainly looking on it. And I've mentioned this uh, on, the, um, on the, the ESPN New York Tonight Show. If you look at the NFC East division odds, it's clearly the Eagles number one. I don't remember where the exact number was, but there's a separation. It's Eagles, Cowboys, and then it's Giants, Washington. And the Giants are plus 700 to win the NFC East. Now, again, do I think that the Giants are going to win the NFC East this year? Probably not. I think that they're probably a year away from making the major leap. But if I am looking at the division and I'm looking for some way that the Eagles don't win it, if the Eagles have a bit of a setback after losing the Super Bowl, as we've seen some teams, every year the team that loses the Super Bowl, everybody says, oh, don't worry, this team is going to be back. They don't generally get back. A lot of times they have a a pretty major step back, and a lot of things went right. Eagles had one of the easiest schedules in the sport last year, and they took advantage of that. Good for them. They do not have the easiest schedule this year. So if I go in with the the, the, – I set the barometer at, you know what, I don't think the Eagles are – I think the Eagles take a step back this year. Who else can win this division? I don't think it's that crazy to think that it could be the Giants. Now, again, I'm not going as full bore betting-wise as I would – on the Jets or on the Dolphins record, but a little sprinkle here or there, I don't think it's that outrageous. I would never, I work too hard for my money. I could never bet on the Cowboys to win the division. Just not going to do that. I certainly don't look at why. I mean, Washington already has problems down there. And if you had to pick who is the first coach to lose their job this year, I don't think that it would be crazy to think it would be Ron Rivera. And it all kind of depends, I think, on two things with the Giants, how much of a step forward do the two first-round picks make this year as opposed to last year? And then how much of a, a step forward does Daniel Jones make? There's been very positive reports out of training camp. It is training camp. Um, but if he does take another step forward, if now in year two with a second year with, look at that, the same coordinator, he actually is able to take another step forward from where he was this past year, I don't know, at plus 700, I don't think it's that crazy to think that the Giants, a little sprinkle, not full bore, but a little sprinkle that the Giants could win the NFC East this year. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We take you up till noon. And Ty Butler, only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Got to do something with my hands. I got to get busy. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Move closer to noon. And uh, Ty Butler comes your way then. Ty was uh, listening to the show and uh, was very upset. He called me a troll. I don't understand why people say these things. Very hurtful. Words have power, you know. I was talking about the Jets and uh, their, their red flags. 
And the offensive line at this point is kind of getting to the point where it's a, it's a major red flag. It's like the flag, as I mentioned before, that the, the guy on the, the cheerleading squad runs with at halftime. You know, that giant jet flag. Or one of the flags that you see outside of a car dealership, the American flag. They're huge. And he said, if the flags are that high on the mountain, why is the algorithm can't pick that up? That's odd. And I said, I can't speak to the algorithm. Don't be ridiculous. I don't, I don't know why the algorithm came up with what it, it's, it's far too complex for me to, a simpleton like me to understand. The, the algorithm picked the Jets to go 15 and two. What do you want me to tell you? But it, it kind of ties into the, the, the giant point about winning the NFC East this year. Do I think it's a high level of probability? No. But do I think that there's an outside chance? It all kind of depends on how real last year was. Last year, you came away from the Giants thinking, all right, we're, they're in really good shape. They have picked the right guy, certainly at head coach, and it seems like at GM. And if that is now, if, if they have now established a foundation of success where they're going to build on that, well, then I don't think that it's crazy to think that the Giants could win 10 games this year if that's the starting point. But I don't know that that's the case. Maybe last year was a year where just a lot of things went right. And now there could be a step back this year. Maybe Daniel Jones. Progress is not always it's not always a straight line up. Sometimes it's two steps forward and one step back. We will see. But when I'm looking at the NFC East, if I'm going into it thinking, hey, the Eagles are not going to be the Eagles, well, then who could win that division? And you might be saying, well, why wouldn't the Eagles be the Every single year, we're wrong on these predictions, on what we think our assumptions of what teams are going to be. Remember, last year at this time, what were we talking? Wow, the AFC West. That's going to be a bear of a division. You've got the Chiefs there. You've got uh, the Chargers. The Raiders just went out and got Devontae Adams. Oh, my goodness. How good are the Raiders going to be? How about the Broncos? They got Russell Wilson. They're just a quarterback away. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that AFC West, that's going to be a real battle. And then we fast forward and we realize it was not a real battle. It was, it was the same as it ever was. It was the Chiefs and it was everybody else. It was the Chiefs winning the division. It was the Chargers shooting themselves in the foot. It was the Raiders self-destructing. And it was the Broncos being the laughing stock of the NFL. So a lot of these things that we're looking at and, and, and expecting in the course of an NFL season are always wrong. So I, I don't think that it's that outlandish. Again, do, am I expecting the Giants to do that? No, but I don't think that it would be that crazy if what we saw last year was real, a real establishing of they went out and improved slightly. I don't think it's overwhelming improvement, but Darren Waller has been a, a target hog his entire life. He kind of gives you that now number one option for Daniel Jones if he's healthy, which is a big if. Could be a major upgrade there. And I think that the rookies from last year making another step forward, solidifying the offensive line, solidifying the defense with Thibodeau. I don't think that it's all that crazy there as well. The other thing is, when I was moving to, uh, to baseball again, you know, when I was growing up and the Yankees were in their phase of um, dysfunction, you know, kind of missed out on 77 and 78, 79, everything goes awry, and, and then they get back to the World Series in 81, but then the 
the, um, the long drought begins. No wild cards back then, even when they were winning 90 games or so. It was always kind of a, uh, an organization in, in disarray, firings every single year. But back then, there was a, a, a real theme of the Yankees trading away their prospects for win-now players. And then the prospects always went on to have bright careers. It would be uh, Doug Drabeck or, or Fred McGriff or I think Willie McGee was one of them. There were a bunch of them that the Yankees traded away. You might be able to have that same thing now, not with trading away with their prospects, but hugging their prospects, holding on to their prospects until they have absolutely no value. And that list is just growing by the day. I mean, this past week you had Davey Garcia. A couple of years ago, Davey Garcia, crown jewel of the system. Now he's, he's going to be the crown. Well, he's not going to be the crown jewel, but he'll be someplace else because the Yankees cutting bait. And that list, boy, that list is growing by the year of prospects where you hear, this guy, he's coming, don't worry, he's coming. And then that, that run comes and goes pretty fast and without a whole lot of production. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So now that I'm moving to this time slot regularly with the start of the football season, I would like to do another segment. I would like to have a segment at the end of the show where we kind of answer unanswered questions. We've had three hours almost. Harvey and Joe today, they have unanswered questions. I don't know what we'll call it. We'll have to come up with a better name for the segment than unanswered questions. But both of you have some unanswered questions in the course of the show. So, uh, Harvey, since you've kind of taken it on the brunt of it so far, the focus of the show, what, what is your unanswered question for today? Yeah, I've been – I got an ice pack on my face the way these haymakers have been. Um, so, Jets, obviously – Tough schedule to be getting Bills and Patriots and Chiefs and all that. Giants mm-hmm. have the Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals mixed in there. For you, who needs to have a better start, Jets or Giants? Well, I think that, to me, this is not a make-or-break season for the Giants. This is a make-or-break season for the Jets. The Jets have to make the playoffs this year. No ifs, ands, or buts. The, the, the title that we always use, the only plan is it's got to work. Uh, so I would say it's clearly the Jets. And, and one of, I think one of the reasons why the algorithm is so high on the Jets this year is you want to have the hard teams at the beginning of the schedule. You don't want to wait until November and December to get the Chiefs or the Bills or even the Patriots, who I don't know that are, they're going to be all that great this year, but I'd much rather get them when they're struggling early on in September than later on in the season. So I, now, that was this, it was presented that way last year, that the Jets' tough games were at the beginning of the season, and then it really got easy after the bye. Didn't necessarily turn out that way. But I, that's one of the reasons why I think the Jets um, are, are actually in better shape than maybe we think than when you first look at the schedule because you get the, the toughest games early on. I think that's when you want to have the toughest games, not later on in the schedule. But in terms of who has to have the better start, clearly the New York Jets. Joe, what's your unanswered question for today? So, Giants, as you've said, are flying under the radar. Yeah. And last year, they didn't really have any expectations. Yeah. So, what situation would you rather be in? Take everybody by surprise? Or, even though you're flying under the radar, you do have some expectations with, you know, Dable, can he do it again? Daniel Jones, can he do it again? Waller, can he stay healthy? So, what position... If you're the Giants, would you rather be in? Uh, as a fan, I think you would rather be in this position. Although last year was a very enjoyable season. When you go in with no expectations, and this is one of the reasons why I think Met fans 
kind of can look forward to next year is you're not going to have almost certainly you're not going to have the payroll you had this year. You're not going to go out and spend like you did. So next year, maybe you kind of fly under the radar. That's one of the reasons why Yankee fans are miserable every year. They never fly under the radar. They're always expected to win. And when you come in with an expectation to win, the only payoff is at the end of the year. So you're miserable the entire time. Now, you're right. The Giants do have some expectations this year. Uh, but I think you'd rather have some expectations than only que- – the, the Giants didn't have any expectations last year, but they had nothing but questions. They had questions at every single position, including at head coach and GM. Like, you might have thought that they were the right hires, but you really didn't know. So I think you would rather have this year going into it, uh, even if it does – you know, pressure does – is a privilege kind of thing. I don't know that the Giants are under overwhelm. There's almost no way that the season could go that you feel like last year was a mirage. Um, I think you're still, even if they do take a, a step back in some ways, I still think you're going to feel good about the head coach moving forward because, again, they haven't made all that many changes. I think the real major changes are going to come after this season. And when they have as much free agent money as they'll have to really go out year three, that's when you expect the major step forward. Um, so I, I would think that you would rather have this situation than last year. Although last year was set up to have a pretty fun year when things went right. And you could tell that kind of early on with that first game against the Titans. I got one last question for you. All right. Because Hurry we started up. out with the Wasps. You know, you conquered that. You, you, yeah, I've conquered you're the You're a hero now. You're puffing your chest out and all that. So what's next for you? Is it a six-pack? Is it a six-pack of beer or a six-pack on my stomach? Oh, on your stomach. No, that's not. That, 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 th- those days are long gone. There's not 52, 52-year-olds walking around with six-packs because psychopaths. Uh, you don't know you don't that. Want that. You don't know that. I do know that. Next beach bash, if we have one. Uh-huh. Why would we not have one? I'm just throwing it out there. Uh-huh. Now, I might not pack. be invited, but uh, they, they were going to have one. I'd like to think that, if, you know, whatever. So you have nothing left to conquer is what you're saying. That's oh, no. I, there's always, that's the thing. Your reach should always extend beyond your grasp or something like that. All right, let's get a couple more phone calls. In. Enough of your questions. Uh, Fran is in Massapequa. Fran, what's going on, my friend? What's up, my man? Going? How you doing? I'm good, Fran. What's going on? You're on for the football season? Is that what you said? I'm on for the foot. Yes, I will be filling in for Dan during the football season. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. So the next like the next like twenty weeks, whatever. I don't think not next week, but I think the following week after that. I'm never very good with my schedule, so I don't want to say anything and get all the phone calls of the station going uh, left and right. But uh, it's it, basically after Labor Day, I will be filling in in this time slot. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you, friend. You got it, pal. All right, real quick. I'm a diehard Bears fan, so you know where I'm coming from. I hate Aaron Rodgers. He's destroyed many of my football seasons before they pretty much even started. So this is going to be enjoyable. I mean, they got you got your Jets going 15-2. and two. I mean, no offense. I, I think you're one of the best. I love you. But I think you're out of your mind on that one. Crazy. All right, Fran. Well, line, look, again, okay. you have to understand where that's coming from. Fran, we're up against it. Thank you very much for the, fine, for the, the, the nice words and, and for the phone call. Um, Again, I have created an algorithm. I, this is not me going through the schedule and saying that this is the algorithm that uh, I have come up with with ChatGPT and AI, and I've done a lot of different... I don't want to give anything away because then somebody might be able to steal my idea. But the algorithm has the Jets going 15-2. and two. It, it does seem a tad high to me as well, but 
You want to be out in front. I think really what the algorithm is saying is the Jets are going to have a very good season, that they are Super Bowl contenders. And that's not just the algorithm. Everywhere you look, that's what people are saying. So, uh, again, it's not me. I don't want the blame if this goes wrong, but I will be accepting the credit if it goes right. How about that? All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Thank you very much to all the phone calls. You didn't get us on the phones. You can certainly hit us up on the social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Gordon Damer, TikTok at Old Man Radio. Ty Butler's up next, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I got an ice pack on my face. 52-year-olds walking around with sick pads because psychopaths. I was like an action hero out there. I was double-fisted it.